Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tribe of Unicorns. Today I am speaking with Claire Conway. She is the co-owner of Ringlet Studios and she's also just featured on the Forbes Next 1000, The Upstart of Entrepreneurs Redefining the American Dream. Claire's an amazing businesswoman herself and now she is a major cheerleader for other women entrepreneurs to reach their goals and then dream bigger. What happens when you grow up with a limitless mindset? Grab a cup of coffee. Let's take a listen. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Unicorns. I'm your host, Kendra Beavis, and I am sitting with Claire Conway. She is the co-owner of Ringlet Studios. How are you? Hi, Kendra. I'm good. I'm really excited to be speaking with you today. I'm um, so I'm, psyched to have you here. Yeah. So I, as you said, I'm the co-owner and the COO at Ringlet Studio. It's an innovative impact company that works to create, to offer marketing services for small businesses anywhere from making no revenue yet to our, up to our $10 million um, retainer clients. We have something for everyone over there. We're really trying to make marketing as accessible as possible because we know that when your business is supported or when your dreams are supported, that you're able to use that money to reinvest in your communities to create something that really makes change. Um, so we focus on woman-led businesses and helping them to grow and scale. I am a small business growth and development expert, um, as well as a coach to a lot of small businesses. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to today? How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, so I have worked with small business owners for the last um, six years. Um, and in the last three, I've been with Ringlet, but they're a fierce group um, and I'm proud to have served them over the years. They work like a force of nature and honestly they really are <laughs> it's been it's been really amazing to watch some of these women make six and seven or seven and eight figures and to watch them see success but what's been more uh, moving and meant more to me is my ability to help them push past external barriers and lean into the the community that supports them and begin to understand that their limit their potential is limitless and for me that um, theme of limitless potential is something that has allowed me to move my career and experience really quickly, but it's also made me an excellent cheerleader. It makes me a fantastic second man on the team. It makes me really good at being able to support others. Um, and limitless potential is something that I never questioned and I didn't realize what a gift that was. If we're going all the way back as to how yes, I got let's here. do that. All right. <laughs> Where did that idea come from? Because I know you had yeah. um, said something about your mom kind of supporting you in everything. Yeah. Every yeah. idea. It's, I didn't realize until I got into the working world and met other women and other people who like had these, had limiting beliefs, but I didn't realize what a gift my mom had given me through my childhood. I'm the oldest of three girls. Um, my dad traveled a lot for work. And so my mom stayed home with us. And we're all like 18 months apart. Everybody's pretty close in age, the three of us. But my mom never told me that I couldn't do something. The issue with that though, is that I was a kid who had a million ideas and wanted to execute every single one and did. Like we had an arsenal of glitter. I was doing bake sales. I did a lemonade stand every day of every summer for three <laughs> years. Like I, um, it, uh, the first like memory I have of this is that in the first grade I was sitting in mass with my family and after they do these announcements and they made an announcement about a clothing drive and 
I at full volume turned to my mom to question her about did people really not have clothing that they needed and she like calmly and quietly explained that like yeah some people are not born into what you were born into like some people don't have everything they need and rather than like take that and like just like move on as a kid I was outraged like I just remember feeling angry and so I went home and made flyers and my dad took like little crayon flyers my dad took them to work in a cop to take them to the copier at work and then my mom drove us around like I'm from an area outside of Philly where it's not like the neighbors are all next to each other like we had to drive to each house she drove me the other two sisters in the car I dropped off the flyers explain my outrage to strangers <laughs> weeks later she drove me back around had me go pick up the bags from people's front doorsteps and then it just sort of started a cycle where any crazy idea I had or any small business I wanted to start or something where I learned I could help I just I knew that I'd be able to make a plan to help because my mom would support it like she just she never that's was amazing. like, oh, that's going to be too hard. Or, oh, what if you, what if we just go to the movies today? <laughs> she just taught me that my potential was limitless. She wasn't necessarily doing it for me or what, like I was working hard. I was working three jobs in high school. I was doing everything that I could to like, at a small business I started when I was 15. Like I was doing it and she was just not telling me that it was outrageous that I was. And it gave me such a clear sense that whatever I set my mind to I would be able to achieve it. I never questioned, like, I've never been someone who's like, I can't tell somebody about my dream. What if I jinx it? Like, that's not something that I'm like, I'll tell somebody I keep telling them until it happens. And that I didn't realize until I started to interact with women who had these dreams in their hearts or things that they felt called to do. And were so nervous to talk about it or were so nervous to ask for that promotion at work or to like support, to, to really like say out loud what they wanted to do and work towards it. I didn't realize what my mom had instilled in us because she isn't somebody that like comes from a lot. She just operates out of abundance and taught me what it was like to truly love someone and push for them to see their success. And I realized as my career was progressing that I could mimic what my mom did in that support and love and like truly wanting someone's success. And I could turn that into marketing and small business growth while seeing other people achieve their dreams while achieving my own um, in a really tangible way that's like, lots of financials, lots of data, like really making it happen. But it's just something I just love and believe in. That's absolutely incredible. What amazing mother you have. Because so many moms are like, oh, I'm busy. I'm tired. Flyers, no. But I mean, that's absolutely incredible. Did, is there ever a time in your head where you start to get that, those, those um, little thoughts creeping in, like, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. You know, um, this is, you don't have time for this. You're, you're, you know, where do you draw the line and that's a realistic, um, concern or that's, that's just, you know, fear trying to rear its ugly head. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, all the time I'm like, am I doing the right thing? This is nuts. Like, I'm like, Oh, where am I looking for validation from? I got to make sure it's just for myself. Like it's definitely tough. But when I feel like I can't do this, this is nuts, or this is way too hard, or this is whatever, I remember that when I was doing it fearlessly as a kid, or when I've done it before, it's because I could lean on the people around me. So I think that like, a lot of like, when you start to feel like you're isolating yourself, because you feel like you can't achieve it, 
it's more about getting loud about that too. Of like, I do not think this is right for me because maybe somebody will say like, yeah, it is weird that you've been up to this when you're so good at X. Like, and then maybe you'll feel it in you to push back and say, no, I'm meant to do this. Or maybe you'll be like, I am really good at X. I should go, I should refocus. But I think it's like building that community the way that I had with my sisters and my mom and friends and family and my dad and still do with a million other a million I hope one day with tons of other women that I work around it's leaning back into them and saying like what do you think about what I'm doing because I'm not impressed by anybody who says they did it by themselves you right. know like I built this from the ground up I did every single thing to, by myself my question is why right. like, why would you put yourself through that yeah that sounds <laughs> awful <laughs> If there's people that are willing to help because they want to support you or they want to be your cheerleader or they want to partner with you on this business or on this dream or on this job or whatever it is, take the help. Like hire an accountant if you're not good at accounting. Like oh, yeah. get a designer if you're not good at design. Like do not force yourself to do all of those things when you know what you're good at. Um, so I think when I really question myself or I really start to like feel that imposter syndrome set in. I just turn to the people around me and ask like, what do you think? Do you think I can do this? Um, and that has proven to always work. That's um, really, really good advice. Cause a lot of times, especially with young entrepreneurs, they tend to do things inside of a vacuum um, for a variety of reasons, but it's so, so smart to have that support around you and build that network of people because yeah. you, you need it. You need that outside influence. You need their opinions, their knowledge, their expertise. It's really helpful. Absolutely. And I think women are so quick to believe in others too. They're so quick to support their family and friends, to support their children, to support the dreams of other people. But then when it comes to themselves, they struggle in seeing the greatness they can create. Mm -hmm. So you want to use that like leverage that women have, like a lot of all women, I think all people have it within themselves to support others. And I think people are a lot faster to support others than they are to support themselves. Cause it seems silly to dream big for some people. It does. It does. Like, it just yeah. like some people are like, like I will sometimes work with a small business and maybe they made $30,000 in their first year. And I ask them by what year they'd like to be making a million dollars and they laugh. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'm a business strategist. Like, we'll write the path. You have to tell me when you want to get there. Right. Like, I'll tell you how to get there if you can tell me when. Like, just give me the when and what revenue streams we're doing and we'll get there. Or like when I ask somebody, like, well, what are we going to do when you're at capacity? And they're like, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get there. That Those moments is when you have the opportunity as a member of somebody else's community to be like, oh, come on, like push a little harder. Yeah. Because uh, once you see it click for them, then it's like, oh, wow. Okay. I yeah. can make it for myself too. I think a lot of tapping into limitless potential starts with helping other people see it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be able to see it for yourself. I think a lot of people, especially women don't even realize that what opportunities they have available. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's like this permission that you're giving them to, to really push their dreams, not just push what they, but like actually what they can possibly achieve. Um, and I think a lot of people grow up not realizing, you know, they live in this little box and they don't realize what's outside of it and how people like you kind of open the, the, the doors on that idea and really release their, their inhibitions with, with their own dreams. Yeah. Well, I think that there are so many 
external factors that are going to try to limit you. There's a million different things, whether it's money or systematic oppression or something, or maybe you are, aren't in the, an industry that's really that friendly towards women or something. There's a lot of things that are externally going to try to limit you. So why would you limit yourself? You know, like those things will try and sure, may, they're going to get in your way, but it's going to feel lighter when they get in their, your way, when you know that you're going to achieve what you're working towards anyway, despite whatever that is. Yeah. And I think that like, you're thinking about women being able to dream bigger. They've seen so many of those little external limiting things happen that they've told themselves that, well, that's actually the truth, but right. really it's not. They're able to tap into this and everything will feel like, I know when, like whenever I've felt challenged or come across a roadblock or um, things have like gotten hard, I have to remind myself like, it's, it's going to be okay because I know that I know what I'm going to achieve in the end. This is just a spot to get there. So beginning with the end in mind, I think is a lot of it, but I also think that some people don't know what they want in the end. And that's, it's a challenge, but I think that where I find the most success is sitting down with somebody or watching groups of people work together and determining what their mission is. So like, what problem do they want to solve? What problem do they feel like they can solve? And then once they've developed that mission, they've created the mission for their company. I ask them what happens when you achieve it. Like my mission is to make a lot of wealthy women. I want a lot of I want money in the hands of women to solve their own problems and help. I want to help them make money to serve their communities, to serve themselves, to serve their business, the people that work for them. Just want to see money in the hands of women. When women have money, I'll start doing something else. Like I'm okay with that because I know that they will. I know I've seen some of these clients make seven and eight figures. I've seen what it means for their teams. We look at things like Sarah Blakely. She sold her company or she had that giant, what, $1.2 billion sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody at her company got plane tickets and $10,000. Amazing. Like, so great. And I think that that's what we're going to continue to see as more women come into leadership. And so I want to be a part of that. I want to get women there. And when that mission is achieved, they'll move on. I'll yeah. go do education or I'll do something with, small business growth and development in different areas of the world, or I'll do something else. But like, I also have an idea of what happens when the mission ends. And I think that that's kind of something that people look at their missions, like a big problem that's never going to be solved. And then what they're doing is like chipping away at it. But if you reframe it as like, okay, this is a problem I'm setting out to solve. And one day I am going to solve it. It just helps to make every issue that comes up along the way seem so much smaller. Yeah the mission is because the solution becomes so big. Oh, I love that. Why women specifically? It's a good question. So there's a lot of reasons, but I, so I worked in small business growth and development for um, intercity capital connections program. And I learned about what small businesses do for their communities and how, what the difference between having like a mom and pop coffee shop versus a Starbucks means for a neighborhood um small businesses are I think it's like 15 times more likely to hire from within their community they are paying taxes to their direct community not where their giant corporation is registered there uh so directly their income is affecting the neighborhood that they're in um they are but when you look at women there's a huge revenue gap so I think I like grew up and became like a grown woman during the girl boss era right. of like wage gap 
And uh, the wage gap is terrible. Don't let me, don't get me wrong. The revenue gap on the other hand of women owned businesses versus their male counterparts is massive. So the average woman owned business in the United States is making $143,000 annually. That's a quarter of what the average male owned business is making. Um, and the statistics get bleaker and bleaker as you break it down to minority groups. Um, and that's, that to me was really alarming because yeah. we talk so much about the, we talk so much about the wage gap, but we aren't talking about where people are spending their money. And especially because women make up for 80% 80, 80 of consumer spending in the United States. Sure. And they're not aware that they're not spending on these brands or with these companies. And so the average, so the average business owned by a woman is making $143,000. About 45% of small businesses in the United States are owned by women. But then the numbers are all skewed, right? Because we're working with averages. So when you look at percentage wise, only 5% of women owned businesses are making $100,000 in revenue or over $100,000 in annual revenue. And only 2% are making over a million. And it's just so starkly different to the male counterparts. Right. The issue is the issue that the women have reported in a study by American Express called the State of Small Business Report. Um, the issue is that women do not have access to capital. They're less likely to get funded by investors and they right. do not have access to marketing. So that's where Ringlet came in is that we're priced at staged pricing to match where the revenue model, where your revenue is so that you have services available to you the same caliber of like a fortune 500 company. Um, but it would just like grow with you. So we wanted to really think about those revenue numbers. And so we created something for every woman owned small business and any women led small businesses, really. The idea is just that we want to see these businesses starting to close that gap because there's a lot of money left on the table. Sure. Pie, right? Like everybody can like, we can all grow together. And so that's kind of statistically and data wise, why I focus with women owned, but also because when you look at some other data um, and reports and you look at the way that women lead from female leadership, parental leave is always improves when a woman isn't leading a company. So the family typically benefits by when they are, when the business is woman led. Um, women are more likely to have fair hiring practices and they statistically um, set goals with different intentions than their male counterparts. So they're more focused around like generational wealth or around um, how their community is looking. And they're, they're thinking long-term goals. They're better long-term goal setters where men can also be great long-term goal setters, but they're really good with short-term. So they're really good with quick rewards in business. You'll see, that's why that's why Silicon Valley looks like Silicon Valley because they're really good with quick turnarounds. Women are less likely to take risk, but more likely to have a longer impact with their company. So they've often been ignored because they don't grow money quite as quickly as male businesses because right. um, they're risk averse, which makes making money hard. But I can I see myself as a really good cheerleader to help them take a couple risks and to understand that limitless potential and feel like they're safe in taking those risks because I know that their communities, their families, the status of women um, will improve by their work. So yeah. And also I just have a lot of really cool women in my life that have shown me what it means. You know, like I, my mom 
stayed at home with us and taught me everything about I know about limitless potential without ever saying it. But she's also somebody who I think has always wanted something like a small business or she's always had dreams that she wants to pursue and she's always done really cool things. And I think pushing women a little harder to tap mm-hmm. into that is where I can really serve people well. Yeah. I saw you have um, a list of women-owned businesses, a database on the Ringlet website. I encourage everyone to go definitely check that out. I, I also cheerleader for women. I think it's an honor to be a part of that tribe. And um, I think women supporting women is um, not shown as much as it needs to be shown. I think a lot of people the narrative of women cutting each other down is um, really dangerous and needs to be kind of flipped on its head. And so showing these kinds of support and relationships, um, especially on social media, where there's these young girls who are growing up with this idea of what it means to be a woman um, could really benefit from, from seeing things like that. So I applaud you for for everything you're doing for women and, and business owners. And those are staggering statistics. That's really crazy. I know it's when I first read them, I was like, this has to be wrong. Like where was the, where did the report come from? Like, it can't be right, but it is. So it's definitely something that sticks out. Um, so what is one thing that you hope that someone listening to this podcast episode is going to take away from it? Yeah. So that's a good question. I think, um, if I was listening to this and didn't understand what I understood about limitless potential, I think my question would be, how do I get there? Because I know that like, I know that sometimes people interact with me and are like, Oof, that was a lot. <laughs> um, and I push people kind of hard. But um, I would say that if you want to get there, practice dreaming big. Like, do not laugh at yourself. Practice dreaming big. And once you think of something that you want to do or you think about that dream a little longer, dream bigger. Like, push it just a little bit bigger. And then when people tell you about things they're doing or things that they're thinking about or dreams about a nonprofit, dreams about a business, things they want to do with talents and skills that they have, listen, support them, and then ask them what they're going to do once they achieve it. Ask them, like, if somebody says, I really love making candles, I think I'm going to start selling them. Ask them what they're going to do when they need to get a candle factory or where they put their candle factory. If somebody tells you that they want to start working with people who are you know, if they want to be an aide or be working in hospitals or they want to do some sort of nonprofit work where they're serving people who are sick or in some sort of case like that, ask them what they're going to do once they've served a thousand people. Like once they've worked a thousand people, how will they celebrate themselves or how will they, how will they like continue to honor the legacies of those people? Just push people a little harder in your daily life because I think people feel insecure when they share a dream, but if they feel supported and then pushed harder, they're going to keep sharing their dream and it's going to make it easier for you to really realize that you have that limitless potential and it's going to make it easier for you to dream big and then bigger um, and for you to see what you can accomplish. Um, and it's also when, you he- when you're hearing those limiting beliefs in your head, just stopping them, like taking a deep breath, reminding yourself that it's a limiting belief caused by external factors and and pushing forward. Um, it's just a lot of reflection, honestly, and a lot of mimicking what you need to other people. So so I think the reason I really feel so good about it right now, and I feel so confident in it 
is that every single day I'm pushing other people to tap into it. So it makes it seem super possible to me. Yeah. That's my advice. I love that part of it being the the support that you almost wish that you had if you have those limiting beliefs, just yeah. be that for someone else and making it your reality can also open up your potential to have that, those ideas too. Yeah. Very. Um, well, where can we find you? What's the best place to, to yeah. connect? So the best place to connect, um, I've got my Instagram page, which is just Claire at Claire Conway with an underscore, um, ringlet studio, uh, ringlet studio.com is the business's website. Uh, we have ringlet resources coaching. If you want to work one-on-one -on -one together, work with small business owners. Um, and then we have a couple of new things coming out. So definitely follow ringlet on Instagram. It's at ringlet studio. Yeah. And I'm Claire Conway on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, we'll have all your links on your unicorn page so people can go there. And if, you know, they, anything changes, we'll update that page too. But thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all your beautiful thoughts about limiting beliefs and empowering women and inspiring women to keep dreaming bigger. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Kendra. I really couldn't have thought of a better podcast to be on to share this with. So thanks You're a me. unicorn now. <laughs> I am honored. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show, Claire. I recorded this actually about two weeks ago, and I can't stop thinking about the mindset around focusing on what's next after you achieve your goals. When she initially said it, it really didn't hit me as hard as it has sunk in. And I found myself really thinking about that. What next? And the idea that, yes, we celebrate our goals when we achieve them. And that's so super exciting and for sure marinate in that. But always have this idea of what's next. It's a driver. It keeps you going. When I think about that, almost like in singing, when I was working with a singing coach when I was way younger, they would tell me when I would have trouble hitting a note, aim for the note above it. And having the idea of what I'm doing after I achieve my goal, what's next after that, it's kind of been a game changer in mindset for me around the attainability of the goal. Let me know what you guys think of that concept. I'm super excited to hear feedback and thank you again, Claire, for sharing your wisdom and just being such a beautiful cheerleader for women. Shout out to your mom. What a cool chick. <laughs> guys, if you like this show, if you like this episode, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review. Let me know what content you want to hear next. Let me know what's resonating with you. Tune into the next episode where I'm sitting with Trudy Simmons. She has compiled a beautiful book of stories of women entrepreneurs, actually now three volumes, and I am going to be in the next one. Volume three has my chapter in it. I'm talking all about things that I've gone through to get to where I am today in my branding business. So check that book out. The launch will be on November 22nd, I believe, in the UK. It is Shine On, You Crazy Daisy, and can be found on Amazon. I will be sure to let you know on social media when that drops. Have a fantastic week, guys. I love you for listening. Thank you so much. 